we did my first time as in, a first time we lost our virginity. It was very awkward. It was really interesting, and, and just like tonight, we didn't hear any of the stories beforehand, so we will be hearing the stories that are going to be told at the same time as you are. And um, it was really interesting that first, the first time we did my first time. Um, you know, like some of the stories were like, oh, this was really tragic, and this was really hilarious, and then like, oh, I think that was date rape, and like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but funny date rape, rape yeah. you know. My sexuality, so it should be very exciting. Yeah, we all do have one. Um, we are uh, going to uh, make this into a podcast. So we now have a Twitter handle, which is my first time uh, at my first time pod. That's when I ran out of here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, um, we have three amazing guests. We have Drew Drogi, Fortune Feimster, and Patrick Bristow. <laughs> Topic probably like was Jesus something, and then, <laughs> and, then yeah. and then it was like three of us. And yeah, so I probably didn't let anybody on my team speak. And uh, the captain of the other team was this girl Jessica, who is Ugh. kind of centered in the. Same <laughs> the amazing thing about Jessica is Jessica came uh, our like seventh grade year. Now this is a tiny school. Everybody's been there together since like second grade. And Jessica's from New Orleans. And I oh. she's a skank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she had big boobs and like full lips. And uh, she had a single mom. And a slightly younger sister who was angry. And, and but Jessica's really excited because we grew up in Hawaii and like everybody else was just from Hawaii. Most people had not even left Oahu. Like they hadn't even left the island. So the idea of somebody being from the mainland and from being in a place like New Orleans was Fascinating. And Jessica was like different. Like she threw the first party I went to in seventh grade, where we spent the entire party watching the two hot eighth graders just make out. <laughs> and we just like all just stared at them making out with each other. So anyway, Jessica was my Terrifying. Yes. We were like fascinated by it. Uh, Jessica threw dirty parties. So 
Jessica was on the, the team that was anti-gay, which was very surprising because I didn't know that. Oh, I and be liberal. No, well, this is my favorite part, is that I found out years later that Jessica lost her virginity to a guy who's like the prick of the school, who eventually became a woman, like transitioned into being a woman. Oh, okay. So, and now she like lives in New Orleans again and she's super liberal. She just had a moment of, you know, Catholicism. Right, right. You know, probably. A moment of Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> this debate. And the reason I have picked this topic, the reason why I'm so adamant about this topic is A, I pretty much, I think from the dawn of me being alive, I've always not thought there was anything wrong with being gay. But I also know I watched a lot of Golden Girls and Designing Women episodes that like really enforced that. So you're a gay man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was also having a crisis because I thought I'm, uh, I might be gay. And the reasons I thought I might be gay were A, I cut my hair short in seventh grade, yep. um, which is always a bad idea. <laughs> Don't ever cut your hair short. It's just terrible unless you have one of those faces. Uh, <laughs> B, I was like 5'11 in eighth grade. And, and, and that's tall for anywhere, but in Hawaii, that's like hyper tall. The tallest other girl was 5'7. So, and all my like lady friends, and women still do it, but now I'm an adult woman and I can handle it. They love to come, like little girls like to come up to tall women and like sidle up. Yeah. I did like, that earlier. Yeah, and they hug you like this, like mm, you're my boyfriend. <laughs> like, and you're like, I'm not a man. Like don't hug me like you hug a man when you're being like petite and adorable. <laughs> so when you're like 13 years old and you've just gotten glasses and short hair, everyone else is like boobs and is tiny and they're like sidling up to you like protect me from him. <laughs> <laughs> a nightmare. And then I had a dream where I married Darylin, uh, and I was Darylin. Yeah, my name is Darylin. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, Darylin was uh, yeah, and I was like terrified. A song. <laughs> so I had a dream I married Darylin, and I was the groom. So that freaked me out. And then the, the the circling back to Jessica thing was that once Jessica came, my best friend Jamie. And Jessica and I became a gaggle. And it was one of those classic female friendships where when they were getting along, they just teased me. And when they weren't getting along, then they bitched about each other to me. And we would have those wonder phone conversations, you know, where you call somebody up and be like, hey, how do you feel about Jessica? And you'd be like, she's a bitch. And you'd be like, ha ha, Jessica was listening on the line. Like, all that. <laughs> so, uh. Is it like wonder phone? Yeah, in Hawaii it was called wonder phone. I don't know. Well, what is this place alive? <laughs> we lived in huts and we had wonderful. Um, so in the midst of one of these fights with Jamie, uh, she called me and she said, um, I dedicated a song to you on the radio. Yeah. Once you hear the song, tell me how you feel about it and we'll see where our friendship can go. So I turned the uh, radio on and it's that song that, these are the lyrics. There's a danger in loving somebody too much, and it's sad when you know it's your heart uh, they can't touch. There's a reason why people don't stay where they are. Babies sometimes love just ain't enough. And I was like, okay, she's saying that like, our friendship is just, it's too it's caustic and toxic, and even though we love each other, we've gotta go separate ways. <laughs> she calls me and she's like, did you hear the song? And I'm like, yes, I, I did hear the song. She's like, you didn't hear that. And I was like, wait, what's, what song was it? <laughs> the song was the song Friends by Cecilia and Capono. Uh, and basically the lyrics are friends, friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible song. So uh, she was like, I was like, oh, okay, well, 
this. I was like, I must be a lesbian. I'm tall, women treat me like a man, I have short hair. Um, I, 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 I'm overly emotional about female friendships. Yeah. And then the, the final thing. Really into moody music. Yeah, really into moody music. And then the final thing was, we watched Fried Green Tomatoes. It's basically like a, a story of like Kathy Bates turning into Tawanda, listening to, uh, what's her name, Jessica Tandy, tell her about stories that she's not really involved in from the past, about these two women, Iggy Threadgood and this other woman, have a Ruth. pseudo, Ruth, yeah, Ruth. pseudo Why do I know that? lesbian relationship. You're welcome, uh, Threadgood. Yeah. <laughs> and they, in the movie, it's not super lesbian-y, but in the book, I guess it is. Mm -hmm. Now, we watched this movie, and my mom, who is now a late in life lesbian, is sobbing at the end of the And I'm upset and like emotional about it, and she, my mom is excited, I think, that someone else in the house is engaged in this storyline and tells me, like, you know, in the book, it's way more clear that they're lesbians and all that stuff. And I was like, why am I so fascinated with this story, and why do I want to know more about it? And I'm like, it must be I'm a lesbian. That's what it is. I want to be a lesbian, but that's what's happening. So um, the debate basically became, I think, my way of going like, well, then I'm going to prove there's something wrong with it. But I also had huge guilt about the fact that I needed to prove it. Like, I was like, why do you have a problem with being gay? Because you don't think there's anything wrong with it, so you shouldn't have a problem with being gay. So I had horrible, horrible guilt about it. And so I was like weirdly working through that while like screaming at Jessica about why it's not a sin to be gay. And I had all the classic amazing arguments of, you know, uh, if you're made in God's image, blah, 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 and, um, you know, why would, why would someone choose a life of persecution? And uh, and I even had this slightly more mature, to pat my own back, thing of even if you weren't born that way, because who gives a fuck if you chose to be gay, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't hurt anybody, and most of the commandments are about, like, not hurting people. And then my uh, closeted lesbian mom also had an article she pulled out about how sheep have recreational homosexual sex when they're not breeding. What? So I guess this was an article that she pulled out of like, Time Magazine. So I had like, like well, yeah. sheep do it. Yeah. And it was, like, sheep are, they clearly got everything else figured yeah. out. But they're not like sinning. They're just going like, hey, we don't want to breed. Let's bone or whatever. So uh, I had all of this. Or not bone. Boner. Sister Giovanna got wind of this debate oh. and showed up just in time to tell us that while the Bible contradicts itself and she engages in gluttony with ice cream, uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> always, always her like big same thing. Yeah, every, every year that's what she gave up for Lent. Uh, was that uh, it was of course a horrible sin to be at. Uh, but I left still like oh you know. Uh, I've proven my point, but I'm still at this weird crossroads. And then I think, like, literally a second later, my male crush walked by, and I was like, <laughs> like a mess. <laughs> and it occurred to me, like, oh, you've only ever had crushes on men. You've only imagined sleeping with men. You've only had the hots for male celebrity. Like, you've never ever once thought about sleeping with a woman. And it was just like a switch flipped. And I don't know how long, it might have been like a week of agony, or it might have been like two full years of short haircut agony. <laughs> but it was such a strange thing to be like so sure of something and so freaked out about something, and then just be like, oh, 
So it was like, for me, it was actually like re-realizing I was straight, like confirming it. And then, not to worry, in my 20s, I made out a couple of hot girls and confirmed. <laughs> so that's my story. Yeah. I love that they just all applauded on, I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> Punch. Um, is it my turn? Sure, go for it. Go for it. Please. Hi. I'm Hello. Um, so uh, my story uh, when I first, well, just like first sort of awakening for me. Uh, first of all, I from I, as long as I could remember, I wanted to. I had a crazy imaginary best friendship with Ralph Macchio. <laughs> that was really outlandish. Like it was like we were best friends in my mind, and we were always like running and chasing each other. And, Tickling each other, laughing uh, acne or something. I that being like, oh, when we're teen I'm a teenager, I'm gonna be friends with Ralph Baccio, and we're gonna talk about our acne. Um, so that was the first thing that I was like, hmm, that's weird, because I'm way into him. Also, I've always had, I've been really lucky, I've always had a gay best friend all my life that we didn't know we were gay, but we, I just grew up with, I had a guy that I was always a best friend that was this now, but I'm, and I'm in touch with all of them to this day, so that's also really yeah. crazy. That's my fighter, you know. But the first, like, real, like, oh, wow, this is cool and weird and wrong and wow, I feel, <laughs> um, was uh, my summer, when I was nine years old, I went to summer camp. And it was the first time I had been away from my family for, like, I think it was just a week. I mean, like, when you're nine, right? I mean, yeah. summer camp's a week. In my mind, my memory, it was, like, an entire summer. <laughs> and it was just, like, I was free and running. I'm sure it was the dumbest, like, the most controlled thing ever. Where we were, like, being watched at all times. But in my mind, I was, like, where the wild things are. Like, running, living off the land. Like, all the Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. All that stuff. Exactly. And so, um, <clears throat> so, anyway, I remember just having this, like, Amazing experience where I was just like out in the woods, and I remember like I didn't have to brush my teeth, and I was like, <laughs> and, um, and the the amazing moment though was when we went as a camp, we all went to a drive-in movie theater, and I had never, and it's the only to this day the only drive-in movie theater I've ever been to, and it was when I was nine years old, and we went and saw. Um, um, Harry and the Hendersons. Super gay Great. Oh, so gay. Grinched and gay, that film. And Howard Hessman, that film. So it was Harry and the Hendersons, and then it was Stand By Me. And I was like, I remember we all rode in on the bus, and I remember we like got in. I was also really impressed with the fact that it was like, $3 a car, and our entire um, camp got in for $9. It was like we all got in for like a $9. So that was also a major detail. I was like, this is awesome. It's like saving a lot of money. And, and I was like, I'm obsessed with movies. I'm, I, to this day, I've seen every movie, and obviously I will just wrap up constantly, but like I was from that age, I was like so excited to get to see him outside. Everybody else was running around and whatever, but like I remember hearing the Hendersons being funny and whatever, I was just like, I'd probably seen it before or whatever, but it was like cool to watch that. And then, but then Stand By Me came on and I hadn't heard of it. I didn't know anything about it. And it came on and it was this thing where, and I was like, it was like, oh, it's just gonna be a drama or whatever. But I was so in love with those four guys, like all of them, all four of them. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. And 
was, I like put myself in the movie. Like I was like in my mind, I was like with them. And I was like, I didn't identify with any of the four of them. I was like a fifth one. It was like, me too. Oh my God, I have a leech on my deck too. Like whatever, like I was constantly, uh, everything. And I was like, yeah, I was like so, so into it. And they were like smoking and cussing. Yeah. And it was like super sexual. And I, and I was nine, so I didn't know any of that. I just remember being watching it going, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm forever changed. They're seeing a dead body. There's like a vomit contest. It's like this very sophisticated comedy. And I was like really into it and I got it. And you know, and I just remember being like, this is this this moment. And I remember for the rest of camp, I mean you know, a week, I don't know how much like, every moment was like a year, you know, when you're that age. I was quoting that movie like to myself. I didn't want to talk to anybody else. I was like off in my own crazy world of like, I'm getting out of all of this one day. And I'm gonna, one day I'm gonna be with these four hot guys. We're gonna be on a journey somewhere, puking and finding dead bodies and just like living our truth. And like, so I just remember, and then I remember there was a dance at the end of the thing. And several girls like asked me to go to the dance that I asked the girl, and I remember being like, no, I'm going by myself. And I was like on this journey to be alone. And like, I was like, I don't need anybody else to define me. And I remember I, I danced on that dance floor the entirety of the dance, like by myself, like not with anyone else, slow songs, everything. And I remember bragging about it later. Like I was the only person that danced all night. And it was the first instinct of like, maybe I'm not like everybody else. And, um, but then I've since like interacted with, with two of those guys, from those four guys in the movie. And like, I lose my mind, like when I've met them. I like, I like Jerry O'Connell, I he's like the nicest person in the world. And, the funniest person, he's so great. And I remember like meeting him and just being like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like I, I, I like I, you when you were joking. I know, you're great, you're great. And, um, and uh, he, yeah, and then um, uh, Will Wheaton just did a movie when I was in college he, in North Carolina. He came and did a movie at our college and I like got to interview him for the school paper. And I like followed him around all day. And, like, so I was like, were you allowed to call him? Yeah, like, or I, I, he allowed me to. Okay. He was so nice, and he was just like, sure. And I was like, I have more. I need to ask you more. And I remember it was never like, oh, I want to be an actor too, or I want to get involved in things. I was literally like, I'm with, I'm just following Gordy or whatever around. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm following him around all day, and I'm with him. And I remember he had an Eve Six T-shirt on, <laughs> and I was like, what is Eve Six? I love them already, and I bought all these Eve Six albums. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and but like I'll forever have this like total childhood crush on the boys from Stand By Me. That's my story. Which is just racism. Because come on, what could, what could Richard Pryor have said in that movie that was 
that was not more directly, uh, you know. Leeches on balls. Yeah. Right, exactly. And then Stand By Me was just like sh telling us like, live this crazy life of, you know, smoking and cussing. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. like questioning my sexuality because I grew up in North Carolina as well. So it wasn't one of those things that one day I was just like, I'm into chicks. Like I would have moments of it and then be like, go away. <laughs> um, but I do remember like my, when I, my mom was so excited to have a girl. So like from the age uh, that I could walk till I was like five, my mom put me in a different dress like every single day. And so I was like super girly and then I, Remember one uh, day I went with my mom to take my brothers to soccer practice, and I was like, oh my god, these are my people. And like, I was like, fuck you dresses. They actually said fuck you dresses, and I was a rebellious five-year-old. Uh, and I, from then on, it was like umbros and t-shirts, and like, I started chasing girls around the, the field, and I didn't know what it meant, uh, and, but I felt things. <laughs> and, and, and then, uh, and so like I would have glimpses of like, what does that mean? But you're like young, and so like whatever. And so like I, I, uh, I would always like hang out with guys and stuff, and and always get in trouble for being mean to the girls. Um, and, what do you mean? Like what'd you do? You know, I would just like hit them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do domestic violence now. <laughs> these 
particular women each year, and uh, but I would just like send them notes, you know, at school, leave it on their car. I mean, I was basically courting my friends all throughout junior high and high school and had no idea. But again, because you're from the South, like, you know, we didn't have, like, gay people who were out. Like, anybody that was gay, like, gay were in the closet. Like, my next door neighbors were a, a man and a woman uh, who were married. And both clearly gay, and you're just like, well, I, okay, I guess that's what you do. You marry a, someone that else is gay, else is gay and <laughs> live in separate bedrooms. I'll mow the grass and I'll make muffins. And, and, and my grandmother was always trying to like get me to like go out with my friend Brian, who turns out is now gay. <laughs> Find other people that are that you don't even yeah. know what to call it. You don't like, even deal with it. You're kind of both weirdly asexual. Yeah, yeah. You're like I'm not into anyone either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 they have to see cheesecake together. <laughs> like girls. Yeah. Uh, but I but I always have like you know moments of like something's off. Like I watch Crocodile Dundee and. and <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I 
had graduated from college and I uh, moved to LA and we're like all of a sudden there's gay people and I was like oh my god there's gay people like ooh like what does that mean like uh, when I, I would see them like holding hands and I would be like well that's kind of cool I've never seen that before I literally had never seen gay people hold hands before just because not even know, at a women's college no no but it was like super like conservative and that there was like one lesbian at my college <laughs> and, and, well that we knew of yeah uh who was like totally ostracized and it turns out that the dean of the college was the big bully to her who later on three years later ran off with the chaplain who's a lady because that happens when people don't like gay people they normally they're kind of gay <laughs> by the homophobic closeted lesbian and I was like, well I can't do that. Uh, so I was just like, I'm gonna pretend like guys and I would, you know, go out with my friends and be like, ooh, he's so hot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like his forehead. <laughs> Did anyone question you like No, that's the thing, I couldn't believe not one friend was like, you do know that you're gay, right? Like, <laughs> Find dates or whatever, and so I remember like kind of 
like sneaking into the women, looking, seeking women or whatever section, and it felt so wrong, just like trying to see, you know, if there was anyone of interest. And uh, and I was like, no, you know, no, it's too much, it's too much. And so like, I, I just couldn't embrace it. And then one day I was uh, uh, watching Lifetime, as one would do, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lifetime television for women, because I'm a woman. And uh, all of a sudden there is this TV show on, uh, called The Truth About Jane. <laughs> and it's about a 16 year old girl who's in high school who realizes that she's gay and Stalker Channing is her mom, and that's awesome. And, um, and so she was like, realized she was gay and being brave and coming out. Her teacher was gay. And she's like, yeah, we're gay. And like, this is great. And Stalker was like, I don't like this. And then the minute she's like, I love you. And, uh, <laughs> and it's like for the first time in my life, I said, I watched this and I said out loud, I go, oh my God, I'm gay. And like it, what, it hit me like a ton of bricks as if it hadn't been super clear to me my whole life. <laughs> it honestly was like discovering something for the first time. Fucking Lifetime movie. <laughs> that I was gay. And you know, for all those people out there that are like, your children shouldn't watch shows because they're like, you're gay. They're right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, mine's a little different than that. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, first off, my, uh, you know, when I started thinking about what I was going to talk about tonight, it, it, it was less uh, when I knew I was gay than when I knew I was attracted to men. Um, because, you know, 1967, uh, when I was four or five, um, you know, gay wasn't something that people were talking to toddlers about. Gay was a word in the Flintstones opening song. And, and the queers, they were I think it was believed that there were only 300 in the country at that time. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, it just wasn't in my consciousness. But, um, uh, I, I think if we had had sonograms back then, mine would have been me, like, in, in repose, in a... In a <laughs> In a position reserved for ladies of a certain era <laughs> and social class. Um, yeah, I, yeah, with my heart. Um, and I think my parents probably knew, like, like holding me the first time. They're like, yeah, gay, okay, all right. <laughs> but um, it was, uh, yeah, like 1967. Uh, I was in the back of uh, my parents' white station wagon. We had just gone out to some, you know, family outing, like flying kites or something. You know, where four or five year olds watches from the sidelines, you know. <laughs> and I was strapped into this contraption, it was before car seats, but I just remember all these blue webs that crisscrossed at every angle, and they were impossible. And my father had, you know, was swearing as he was trying to buckle a man, you know. And I think I was, uh, it was all about safety. And I was, and I was on a, um, a phone book. <laughs> Which, if there had been an accident, the phone book was gonna go out, I was gonna be, you know. <laughs> Time. They had no crumple zones, steel frames. I mean, they were death traps. Break a window, turns into a million knives that fly out. Yeah. But the real danger was um, about to come because um, uh, we were driving through Pasadena, all right, and um, and we come to a, a, a red light, and I'm looking out over, you know, what I can see of the window, <laughs> and I spy with my little eye um, uh, something to 
begins with an M. It was a man. <laughs> and um, he was jogging uh, with, a sh with his shirt off, which was uncommon in 1967, I think. And um, he was also fucking built, which was also uncommon yeah. in 1967. I mean, even Superman was doughy. And, um, and, uh, and he was black, which was uh, not uncommon in Pasadena. <laughs> and he was sweating you know, like crazy, so it was just shining like a hood ornament. And up to that point, I'd been really bored. And now I wasn't bored anymore. And so I'm kind of straining to look at him. He's red red light. I'm four or five! And I'm straining to see him, but I also know, like, don't let them see me looking at him with such interest. And he's bouncing in place, catching his breath, and he's smiling, he's got the endorphins, he's really handsome, and I'm just like... <laughs> I didn't have glasses, but I think I was looking over the glasses. <laughs> I didn't have the glasses in my mind. And I had a thought that is, you know, clearly the thought of a, you know, a, a soon-to-be gay toddler. Um, and it's also really politically incorrect, but bear in mind, I was four or five, it was 1967. And I was looking at him and I thought, I want to own him. <laughs> Certainly, I don't want to own a black person. I don't want to own a black person. I've never owned a black person. Let's <laughs> get that. Let's just air that out right now. But in that moment, and I think I want to just have regular access to him. And I imagined, you know, I'm looking at the thing story, you know, and I imagined me having a secret cave behind the garage. <laughs> right now, it's turning Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm like a buddy psychopath racist. <laughs> I think what I wanted. So. We will, will nap, <laughs> and he doesn't have to put his shirt back on, and there was nothing sexual. It was completely innocent except for the false imprisonment aspect. <laughs> and, um, and I just knew that I just wanted to be close to him, and it was like something. You know, I think it was his masculinity, you know, and this friendliness or the endorphins or whatever. It was, it was, you know, he was just happy as anything. And, um, and I knew better than to say anything. I also noticed that no one in my family was noticing him, right? You know, and uh, and and I just kind of felt like this. Like I just want to be really close with him and know him better, and, and maybe on him. And <laughs> I got over that really quick by, by high school. So Did anyway, over. I just imagined him looking over and seeing this like toddler making really intense eye contact. Well, it would have looked like a red-haired ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> you know, just this, you know. Um, and, and I was kind of adorable at the time. So, you know, he, he was clueless, he was clueless. Well, then the light changed and, you know, as runners do, he ran and we, you know, accelerated to 25 miles an hour. And I couldn't possibly strain to see him anymore, right? It's just, there was no way I could turn and he was gone. And, um, and so I, I just remember thinking like, I'm attracted to men. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. there had been nothing in my household, to, you know, that was you know, in doctor um, putting that thought into my head. I just knew like no one at school talks about men's bodies. Nobody wants to own anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no one's talked about taking naps with strange adults. You know? <laughs> um, and I, I just thought like I'm gonna file this one away. <laughs> and um, and you know, and, and later in life, you know, I. I I, I didn't own anyone, but I got that owned. 
because, you know, my husband kind of pursued me, and, and now it's like if we're driving somewhere, it's like that, and there's a runner, um, I have to pretend not to look again. <laughs> for a different reason. But I'm tall enough to use a rear view mirror, though. <laughs> U-Haul renter, right? So I didn't, I didn't uh, come into my into my same-sex sexuality until um, just a few years ago. And prior to that, I had had some uh, sexual encounters, but I had always been the guest star in like a threesome. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> special guest, Mary Jo. <laughs> <laughs> and you just show up and you leave and you have fun. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, no, it matters who it is. <laughs> Let me rephrase. It wasn't about sexuality. It was just about sex. Uh, and, and really up until that point, I had dated uh, mostly like really uh, dark-skinned African men with really big accents. Like, right on. <laughs> <laughs> really like, yeah. Like African men. Not oh, African men. men. Yeah. yeah, African men. That's not African-American men, but African men. Um, I like, yeah. So, uh, so then this is what happened. Okay, so um, I joined a writing group, and uh, I remember this because my therapist said, "Well, if you're if you really want to meet somebody, first of all, stop being the guest star in three songs, <laughs> and then B, um, like go do something that's like of interest to you." So I was like, "All right, well, I'll, I'll join a writing group." So I remember the first night of the writing group, I was like sitting around a table. There were like, a lot of people around the table, and it was like. Gay guy, gay guy, gay guy, pretty girl married to chubby guy, gay guy, gay guy, not sure, gay guy, and then this other girl, who I kind of knew from Facebook. And I do, I do both, both blame and credit Facebook for this uh, story. <laughs> That's her. Uh, so, uh, so I was like, oh, she's, I know her, and she's like really like, uh, like sarcastic and, and caustic and, and I like her or whatever and like I you know and, and we were all read some writing at, at that first night and I was like oh she's a really good writer and I was, so I was like hey you're like a really good writer let's go have Cuban food <laughs> and that's not weird right of course like we have to get to know each other over a meal so uh, we went and then we had Cuban food and then but instead of talking about writing we we're like maybe we should go to Hawaii together. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know that part. I just beg you, but do you want to go? It's, like, it's Hawaii again. Like, I don't know what the deal is. All right, so, so that's not weird. Like, sure. Like, and then we were like, well, let's, maybe we should write. Yeah, let's talk about Hawaii. Like, that was pretty much the <laughs> And then, um, wait, okay, so then uh, this is what happened. So we were, like, we were spending all this time together. I was like, well, okay, well, we really can't afford to go to Hawaii right now, but let's, um, let's go to the library and write, or we just go to the movies and sit in the dark next to each other, but not touch. Uh, and we were spending all this time together, and I learned later that like, somebody was like, about Tanya, like, God, meeting Mary Jo is like the best thing that ever happened to Tanya. She's like so happy. She's got this new friend. They're so, they're so friendly. <laughs> and um, I just was so oblivious. I had no idea that I had no idea we were dating. I had no idea that we were dating. And we were completely dating. We were going to the movies together. We were eating Cuban food together. We were pretending to write together, but we were clearly dating. But it was not being talked about. And then there was an earthquake. Like a literal earthquake, like a real earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the middle of the night, and I was living downtown in 
a high rise on the 33rd floor, which moves a lot in an earthquake. And so I woke up and immediately went on Facebook, because that's what you do when there's an earthquake, is go on to social media and be the first one to say, earthquake! And um, <laughs> I was not the first, but sh um, I wrote something about, you know, something about like um, earthquake in the sky or something, I think I wrote. And then I went back to sleep. I was like, I wasn't charging deep. <laughs> and then I went back to sleep. And then the next day, I went to work and I logged on to Facebook, and the comment under it was like, from Tony, I was like, I woke up and I thought of you, and I was like, <laughs> that second, I remember it, it was visceral. It was this physical thing that like came over me of like, oh, I'm in love with this girl. And I remember getting up from my desk and walking into the hall and I passed a producer who said to me, are you okay? <laughs> like it was this like, it was showing on my body. Like and all I could think of was like, what do I do? I have not studied this. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like this is like I, I don't know what to do. I literally was like, and I'm and I almost always know what to do. Like I'm one of those. I know what to do. If you're if you don't know what to do, call me. I <laughs> don't know. Uh, so uh, it's very thinking. lesbian of you. Yeah. It's all lesbians when there's a problem. Right. <laughs> so you didn't even know. I had no idea. She's not a lesbian, and I'm like, what do I do? I'm not. Then the uh, the hunt to find out if she was a lesbian began, and I like life in camp. I'm not sure exactly how long this went on, but I think it went on in my mind. It went on for like a decade, but it's probably only like maybe like a couple of weeks. But which involves trolling Facebook, like looking for clues, like oh, straight probably fuck like you know like looking for things that might tell me that maybe she's gay or be willing to be gay or is, is she's... Tanya what like pro prop eight? No 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 like straight, oh. straight, straight against straight against prop eight. Oh I think you're saying. She's like oh, a straight person who has sorry. said no against prop eight. It's okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's all confusing to me and Tanya. It always has been. Okay. So uh, and then and then like asking people like do you think Tanya's gay? And they're like, I don't think she drinks. Like that's all they do. <laughs>
something, 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 and that's why I hate snatch. And I was like, well, <laughs> I have no idea what she was talking about. And I was like, well, that's it. Like, that's my answer. I, I can't, like, she's not gay. Because I heard it in a gay club while she was talking. <laughs> that's all the proof I needed. And so I guess what I have to do is go to New York and hook up with some guy and get it out of my system. Because that's what one does. Like, go to New York. Find like a really hot African guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, yeah, and that's what I'm going to do. So uh, I went to New York. And oh, <laughs> by the way, like, I've, all this time, by the way, we're like, we're like cooking each other dinner. And like, we're hanging out. And we're like texting. And we have cute nicknames. And I'm like, this is not good. Neither am I. I don't know what to do. This is so confusing. And I'm not 12. Like, I'm a grown ass woman. Like, what the fuck? Like, what did I just say? So, hey, are you gay? But no, I couldn't do that. All right, so. <laughs> this was when you came out to New York when yes. you were doing yeah. the show. Yes. Right? She was like checking her phone all the time. And you left her right <laughs> like, oh, okay. when we were there in crashes, it was like constantly like. Yeah. Okay. And we went to, we walked down the street in Manhattan with a bunch of a love sign. And yeah. And the picture of me sitting on the love sign. I'm thinking of Tanya the whole time. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, yeah, that'd be okay. Go back to the funny. Okay, so, um, uh, so, uh, so yeah, I go to New York and, and I'm like, I'm coming back on Tuesday and my flight gets in at 10 o'clock. She's like, great, I'll meet you at your house. And I'm like, okay, yeah, because that's what friends do. They meet you at the house in the middle of the night after you get a complaint from New York. That's totally normal. Uh, the whole time we're there, I'm texting about her. I'm writing her name on bar walls. Like, it's just ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, I'm never going to get over. I don't know what to do. This hole in my heart. I'm not gay. And she's like, it was horrible. And um, then uh, my, I actually came like, I'm on my way. She's like, great. And then my flight got delayed. And I, all I can remember is standing in JFK sobbing, like <laughs> crying, just weeping because I'm not going to be home when she gets to my house. And I called her and I'm like, I can't. Like, this is my friend that I ate Cuban food with. I'm like, I'm not gonna see you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't somebody say, like, excuse me, honey, yeah. I just overheard your conversation. <laughs> Let me help you out. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but then, as friends are, she's like, what? And I was like, I'm not gonna get into like one in the morning. She's like, that's all right, I'll come over at one. Again, like, no. <laughs> if somebody says, gay or straight, I'll meet you at your house at 1 o'clock, like, it's kind of on, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, so she came over and, uh, at 1 o'clock in the morning, and then um, we start talking about like, guys. And, uh, <laughs> and we're drinking, because this was before I stopped drinking. And uh, we're drinking, and we're like, making the brunch. Do you want a refill? Yeah. Do you want a refill? Yeah, yeah. I've got a handle. Like, it was going to be a long night. Drinking, drinking. We're still drinking. We're another drink. Yeah, great. Let's mix drinks, whatever. And then uh, I just remember thinking, like, this is it. Like, I have to know. It's like 2.30 in the morning, and we're both plowed. I'm like, I got to know. So with my back to her, <laughs> look at her. I was like, so when was the last time you had a boyfriend? <laughs> that was like my handle. And uh, I don't even remember what she said. It didn't matter. It's like the, I don't remember what the answer was. And then somehow, like, and this is how it comes full circle to writing, even though this doesn't mean anything. But it was like, you know how like when you're writing, and this is how I like this is how I finally did it, you guys. Um, you know, like when you're writing, you have an idea and you start to write it, but then you don't know where it's gonna go. Like the story just might go in a totally different direction. And you just have to follow it. And I'm drunk, so I'm like, you know, how and you make a sentence and then.
then there's no comma, it just keeps going. And like, I must have rambled for like, again, 10 days. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, like this, like, I don't know what's going on with this, but like, I think we should really follow it. And she, she goes like this, she goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and she like, three shots of gin down the road. So I was like, now down the open. Now what do we do? And all of my experience with like rock and black eyes just went out the window. Like I knew nothing. I was a complete virgin in every way in that moment. And we sat on the couch and it was really quiet. And it was like, do you want to hold hands? <laughs> she was like, okay. So we like, we're like, sometimes we're like holding hands and we're just staring straight at him. And it was like, I said, I the lights and just move. Stuff and that there were suggestion stuff, so hopefully we'll have some of you guys as guests or do yeah. your suggestions. Uh, 